So welcome back everybody to the afternoon session. I'd just like to start the afternoon with a few words. I mentioned earlier um, these hindrances, the the anything that uh, is not uh, a peaceful and happy abiding, we could label it a hindrance in our meditation practice. And... Um, and they are five. There are five different hindrances, and we can recognize them as they arise and pass away. And it's really important to um, to be aware that they're not a problem as such. It's interesting. When I first started meditating, I I thought that what the the aim of meditation was to to be peaceful, to have a mind that was silent and to have an overall sense of well-being that was perpetual. And and perhaps that is the case if a person's fully liberated. I really don't know. But um, actually, a lot of our meditation practice, you might have noticed, some of you at least, is quite challenging. We're dealing with uh, less than satisfactory mind states. And actually, we realize it's quite difficult to focus the attention And uh, we can be thrown off by all sorts of emotions, thoughts that arise, and and we're not in control. Things are happening. Um, Makes you wonder, why? Why me? Why should I have this? Uh, We can have a tendency to, to want to project our pain and suffering out into the world and to see our situation, say our family life or our working life, uh, our past uh, traumas and difficulties as the problem. And uh, that's very natural that we do that. The mind will tend to reach out to their suffering in the heart and we'll, we'll put it out onto something in the world around us, which is, you know, has a certain validity to it. There's a certain truth in that. But it doesn't tend to enable us to move beyond our suffering. And so, you know, coming into a meditation retreat, it's almost like we're, we're touching home base and we're, we've stopped our interaction for a little while with the world outside. And it gives us a chance to, to really take responsibility for and own, in a sense, the, the suffering that's right here. And let it all come home. I don't know, but I have a sense that any suffering that's apparent to us is is right here in the heart. It's in this mind. And it's a, a kind of a, a fragmentation, a kind of a, a disconnection somewhere where we may feel that there's something we don't want here. You know... And we we can think about, even sitting here, think about the ways we might want to change our lives to make them better. But actually, uh, if we can keep coming back to this present moment and to what's happening right here within us, we can start to recognize that this is where the change can happen. This is actually the only real place where change can happen. And And if we can 
allow that change to happen here, then the external world will tend to follow on. The changes will happen. But from a place of not trying to fix things, the analogy of rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic, you know, we're not trying to fix things. The ship's going down. The best thing we can do is, is keep coming back to this one, to, our, to, to this chitter, this heart, and let it fix itself. If we are willing to keep letting go of uh, any thought that there's something out there that's causing my problems, that there's anything out there that, if, if, if that was fixed, everything would be fine. So this is a real encouragement to, to keep coming back and to note any painful feelings, any dissonance, any emotions, and see how they'll throw themselves out on the world and just keep reining them back. Keep it very, very simple. There is just this suffering. There is this anger. There is this ill will. There is this fear. And just feel it. We just have to feel it. Be with it. Breathe it in and breathe it out. This is the first noble truth. Uh, to, to face directly and clearly our suffering. And we can notice how much, how strong, rather, the inclination is to turn away from it. When we do that, we're disowning our suffering and we're making a kind of enemy right there. We're making more separation and we're even kind of, we can even be punishing ourselves for, for suffering, which just, of course, adds to the burden. So the encouragement I'd like to offer is to allow ourselves to feel without uh, believing in any of the thoughts that might arise in association with our feelings. They can come, we can note them, and we can watch them pass away and stay present with this, just this experience. Coming back to the hindrances, notice when there's ill will in the heart, in the mind, and just let it be that. It's, it's an unpleasant feeling, manifesting in the body, throwing up various thoughts about this person and that person, this situation and that situation, or even ourselves. We can have an enormous amount of self-aversion. But none of this is important. What's really significant is just to feel that not wanting, to feel that uncomfortable feeling, and let it be and see how long it lasts. And notice how if we're simply present with that, it's bound to pass. Nothing lasts. But we can almost speed up the process by simply being present with. It's such an act of kindness. It's the only way through animosity, hatred, ill will, 
this incredible act of kindness, which is awareness. It really is metta. Moment by moment, metta. Well-wishing. We don't have to try. We're just making space for ill will, letting it live, letting it manifest, listening to it, hearing it, feeling it, and then allowing it to find its place of peace. Notice the other hindrances where there's restlessness, where there's sleepiness, where there's desire, wanting. These things can push and pull us. Doubt, the fifth hindrance, can really pull us around, take us round and round in circles. So simply be, be present to these. See them as actually friends in the end. In the end, they're informing us, you know, they're leading us onwards. Because we go through them, we come out the other end and we're, we're that much freer, <laughs> we're that much lighter. It's as if we're carrying a, a great heavy rucksack of hindrances on our backs and we're sitting here and those, uh, that mass, that weight that we're carrying is slowly but surely lightening. And all we have to do is observe, be present, be still, be willing and not make a problem of any of it. Everything that arises in the mind has its place. We can develop an attitude, you know, of respect. Respect and uh, real gentle, patient kindliness. And then whatever comes up becomes part of the journey, isn't it? It's all, it's all very good. It's like reading a book and it's a rich story. And it has its highs and its lows. You know, there's the drama, there's the boring bits. A lot of it can be quite boring, actually. And then there's a great patience required just to keep going, just to stay steady. And there can be the dark parts and there can be the bright parts. But it's all just a story and it's our story for the, as long as it's present for us. And then see how each and everything will fall away. And so there's a sense of a journey and a moving through. <coughs> and we just take one step at a time. And each step, it's mindfulness. Mindfulness. Mindfulness is our friend. It's our guide. And it grows. Along with many other good qualities, they, they will grow as we continue to patiently endure and the less than bright qualities will tend to dissipate. How beautiful. We don't have to do anything to make that happen. That's nature. So let's keep observing the nature and just be a part of that and see how it's, it's a flow. We don't have to invest in it. We don't have to feel responsible for it ultimately. We take responsibility only to realize that, that we're not. This isn't me. This isn't mine. It's simply dhammas passing through. So let's keep observing.
see what happens next. <laughs>